Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com threw me jennifer you did it on purpose and you threw me <laughs> do you need to do it again no no, no i do not perfect uh, we should use our audience here today to hive cure cassie because we have doctors that listen yeah we do actually cassie yeah this is good so cassie has shingles again yeah it's bad it's, it's not okay it's not okay. It's not good this time. Uh, I've shingles for the fourth time in four years. Do I really want to put this out here in a public forum? I'm a scaly, well, blistery mess. <laughs> I'm at the end of my... I'm just at the, at the end of everything. I'm miserable. Somebody help me. Why have oh, I got Cass. shingles again? When's that? I'm very well, tired. Your doctor's working on it. Yeah. But there might be a doctor in the audience who has, you know, maybe as we discussed on the text message, touch a cacao yeah maybe it's time something like how do i fix it how does it get better stop telling me it's stress i know everyone is stressed why have i got the shingles thank you stress can come in many different ways yeah it does i'm sorry i'm like you're looking well for a woman on the edge you are. You're looking great and fear not because I have loads to tell you today. Loads. Gorgeous. And we we read uh, whoever gave us that three star review and told us to shut the fuck up about Patreon. Look, noted. 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 Is all, is all I'll, I'll say to that? that? Yeah. yeah. If everyone would go over and support our Patreon and there wasn't such a disparity between the patrons and the amount of people who listen publicly, we wouldn't shill it so often, <laughs> right? If you're enjoying it for free, you can fuck up about two minutes of the show where we're like, hey, uh, the show's great fun to do. There's still no ads on it. We work quite hard. We fucked it. We can't get a sponsor. This is the only way we pay our wages. (laughs) I don't have private health insurance. I'm on a six week waiting list now to get a blood test so I can solve my shingle issue. Please give us four quid. Get a grip. It's it's actually three euro and 50 cent. Cass, have Here's you thought about thing, this? Cass. It's shingle hells, shingle hells, shingle all the way. Okay, sorry. Goodbye. I'll escort uh, myself was... out of the Zoom. <laughs> what was... Oh, no, I had something to say, but I can't remember oh, what it was. Either way, thank you for... Look, here's the thing. Or else just give us, instead of not being a patron... Give us a five-star review. How mean is it to give us a three-star and also not be a patron? And then say you enjoy the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is this the one that you guys sent last night? I just couldn't even look at it because I'm too burned by the internet right now. Like, 
uh, innocently googled my own name <laughs> why sophie big mistake oh i why have to now that? i have this isn't an elaborate cover story by the way i just was looking for an article so that i could add it to the <laughs> press page yes i am a knob of my website and uh i got it you know i've got to feed my kids shill 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 and um, so i put my name in with like independent.ie and scrand the article came up second second return on the search tattle life fucking oh fuck it but that's oh, when oh. made it sorry i just started to google my name there and it came up cassie delaney lydia as a suggestion so like there's nobody they're just going through me to get a fucking candle and then third is Cassie Delaney <laughs> podcast. Oh, I'm just, Love it. I'm, I'm so not going Well, uh, further to the patron shilling, though, I just want to say so many lovely new patrons. I'm loving seeing all these oh, people welcome. just real happy with their totes arriving. Um, <laughs> so great. Now, guys, welcome. does anyone welcome. have any levity? Because so, I... Have. I have loads. Oh, thank God, because mine is no, no. so rough. I haven't done a okay. really bad rough one for ages, and this. So is you're vocal. You sound sort of far away to me. Is that it? Or are you recording somewhere safe? I tell you, um, what's happening here is I've got a double headphone situation because. Gotcha. So you guys are playing through my white ones that are pluggy in ears and then I've got no, these oh, oh yeah there's a, I think there's a microphone on these but I'm recording on this little recorder that's what's happening perfect um, we're A-OK because I'm so fucking paranoid about noise leak with the headphones and I so I keep zoom real low but then I'm like what what was that fucking thing um, well so yeah. I have a little update right okay because I half told you the story last week about the uh you remember we're in china and it's the moment a bride breaks down in tears after discovering her very very soon to be husband was actually her brother yeah that one yeah With uh, you. just to give you the deets on that right because this is actually a very interesting and happy anyway the couple were about to tie the knot we're in uh, Hu in a Jingsu province of China, excuse my pronunciation, when the groom's mother reportedly spotted a birthmark on the bride's hand, which mimicked that of her long-lost daughter. No, but it was right. a piece of dried-on chocolate. That's what would happen to me. <laughs> After spotting the, the, this distinct mark, the woman asked the bride's parents if they had adopted the daughter more than 20 years ago, whenever she'd lost her daughter. Um... And uh, the bride's family reported, shocked by the question, as the adoption had been a long, had been a family secret. <gasps> but they admitted then, there, that they found her as a baby by the roadside. <gasps> right? What? After listening to the explanation from her parents, the bride then embraced her mother-in-law and wept with joy. So there's photographs. But did, wait, did all that ha- conversation happen at the wedding? Apparently so. That's... I think that's very so, healthy of them. It is, I think it has. So it's it, a, well, there's photographs, like tearful photographs here. And uh, it said the tear-jerking revelation on March 31st raised concerns over the marriage. Wait, this is the bit, right? So now we're thinking, holy shit, you can't marry your brother. But wait, there's more. Because as it turns out, the marriage could go ahead because he had also been adopted. So they weren't biological siblings after all. That's brilliant. Isn't that incredible? That's great. Now, question. Was the mother-in-law the person who put the baby at the side of the road? No, I have no idea. So they're saying lost. So maybe the little girl got lost. Like China can be very busy. A lot of people there. Busy roadside traffic. I mean, you lose the hand of your toddler and that's the end of that. But if that, it feels too strange to be true. But what an unbelievable coinkadink. I feel like so everything can be true just to finish that little now. one off. Ever since those well, twins found each other on YouTube or the internet or whatever it was. Oh, the Korean, the Korean girls. Yeah. That was an incredible yeah. story as well. So the bride was completely unaware of her, her true birth story and later described the moment as happier than the wedding day itself. 
So the bride was reportedly relieved. She went ahead to mar- uh, she she went ahead to get married to your man. Um, uh, I mean, a day to remember for Absolutely. all time. Absolutely, uh, that's um, but delighted for them. That's cool. It feels like I'm sure it's more complicated than that, you know. Mm. But we'll never know, and that's the end of that little creep update interesting it's so hard that she was so accepting because i feel like you'd be kind of looking for any old excuse to hate your mother-in-law just for the crack (laughs) fair enough (laughs) not Uh, you personally absolutely right one 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 would one the collective uh what do you guys have do anyone have a creep of the week on this fine shindly evening afternoon uh i actually don't have anything at all this week oh, poor I'm just here to I'm you just here to level. offer support as you tell your stories and some reactions I'm here <laughs> on behalf of the audience if you could sigh deeply and laugh when prompted that would be ideal yeah it'll be the laugh track you're just and holding your face these, like little stories. bits of scratching in the background it's like oh. tell us about your blisters scratching are they seepage. very small they're actually not that small this time round they're quite um, significant I cannot wait for this photograph, Cass. I was thinking more about it when you said you'd send us a photo. Could you send us a short video, maybe? Perhaps. I Just so we can get a sense of it home. in the round and the scale. I'd not be able to do that in the office. Amelia could take Probably. the video. I think That's that would definitely venture into the harassment section of employment. <laughs> I would think. I'm no expert, but I would it say. It depends on the employee. I would, I would relish that opportunity. Yeah. You should. Would you, I think I'd, this could be your I first TikTok. We, I think we think differently. Maybe. We do. Me and Possibly. you guys <laughs> slightly differently. So Don't lump me the in with right now. Ninety percent rotten gen. Ninety-nine percent rotten gen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, do you just want to hear a, a horrific story? It's only now. Yeah. Here's what I have to tell you after. Okay. Just, here's right after your horrific to- story. I'm going to tell you. The ancient mystery of a little man by the name of Casper Hauser. And if we have time, I'll go on to tell you about a little something, also mildly connected, called animal magnetism. Oh. Oh. Which you have in spades, Jennifer. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) They flock to you. Bring us to hell, And you flock to them. Um, I'm excited for this. Let me just tell you that this research made me feel physically sick. Oh, but that's what right. we'll lead with. Um, okay. You, 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 queasy easy. I'm yeah, queasy easy, queasy. Uh, no, lemon, since squeezy. but since you made like I felt like you're you've gone to a new level since you since you brought butter poo into the world. Like it's like nothing, <laughs> nothing phases you anymore. Nothing phases me ever since. Um, five years ago, I looked down between my legs, Cassie, and a very small head turned, looked me straight in the eyes, and then opened its mouth and started shrieking. And That's that, my friends, actually. is my middle child, Arlo. Um, it's so weird just birthday. seeing, like, just just momentarily being a double-headed creature, head on either end of torso. Yeah. It's just wild. And if it was, if it was, um, and for that head to be turning independent baby. of you, very strange. Sorry, Jen, what did you say? They do. I, I watched mine turn as well. Yeah. That turn is freaky. It's so freaky. Because they turn up to eye contact you. Face or up. do they turn down? No, it's face, well. They, they come. F- I think it's face up. They come out face arse and then they do that turn on their way out to look you in the yeah, eye. Yeah, like I remember it was looking at gaze. my inner thigh. And then it turned and looked at me as if to say, I don't, that's what you call an inner thigh. And then it opened its mouth and it was like one of those, um, what are those kind of baby, plant babies uh, in Harry Potter? Every, Shrieking. Everyone, it's like Manda, everyone's screaming it at their phone. Mandels? Mandrakes. Perhaps. Not Mandrake. Man. I remember that. Okay, so speaking of man... Um, (laughs) the creep that made me physically ill this week okay so I came into this thinking this was going to bring a bit of positivity 
I was quite mistaken. So um, I was like, so a few days ago, Seb and I, as just our like, you know, evening fun time activity, you know, when you'd usually watch a nice bit of telly or something, we mm-hmm. both were on our respective yeah. laptops and just Googling and image searching like five star resorts in the Maldives, in Thailand, just around the place. And just, I, it was like torture porn. Like we were just looking at the blue sky holiday options. So I was like, I'm gonna do a creep this week. That's just gonna remind us all that holidays are overrated. And so- Excellent. Great idea. Began my delving into the story of the backpack murderer. He didn't murder backpacks, but the people wearing them. In fact, now that I think about it, his moniker was Backpacker Murder, which makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dopey, dopey, dopey. Right, let's get into okay, it. That's probably the last laugh we're going to have for a while, I sense. I know. Laugh it's all. just all grim from here on out. It's I've tried my best to introduce some little, you know, just creepisms here and there. Trying. Okay. Do you guys know the story of Ivan Milat or Millet? Yeah, no, it is Milat because I watched so much of Australia's sixty minutes. One of my favorite modes of research. By the is way, watching that blind I woman. totally agree. What do you say? She's amazing. She yeah. will ask the hard questions. Would recommend. And she gets a tear. She, she squeezes a tear up and out of herself at the drop of a hat. If the interviewee starts going that way, she can turn it on and they'll do a cutaway back yeah. to her and she'll be like grimacing, eyes watering as well. Oh, they might do God. that well, later. You know she's a cold bitch. That might be later. She's a fucking cold bitch, that lady. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking Tesla. about it, reaction shots, they'll do a whole bunch of reaction shots like after the interview is over and so she could be doing the old tweezer through the hole just pinch the labia um or like maybe tweezing those little stray hairs around the anus it's hard to get your hand back there discreetly as if this story isn't disgusting enough i'm bringing my own back on the page okay so this guy is just actually one of the genuinely most sadistic people i've ever read about and like i've read the toy box killer story as much as I wish I hadn't. Okay, so mi- middle child, Ivan Milat, a classic middle child. Middle of 14 now, so very overlooked, Jesus. I'd say. Whoa. Although any listeners who have like siblings, you know, over a dozen, get in touch. I did know a guy friendly with who had 13. He was in the middle of 13 somewhere and they had a payphone in their house. Very clever. Um, okay. So, Australia, that's where we are. Um, he So there was 10 Milat boys and 14, or four, four girls, right? And the whole Milat family just were one of those kind of like just known. You know those families that are just kind of well known around the area, particularly mm-hmm. among well, that's a lot of law kids. enforcement. Statistically speaking, you're going to have a few in there who are just fucking around a lot yeah. and dragging the whole name through the muck, you know? Usually, and I even fucked enough, many. fucked around enough for everyone, you know. Was there a priest in the mix? Often you'll have one who's a priest, and that will sort of expunge the others, usually. But I mean, surely the priest is the darkest of all the children. That one they've just sidelined mm, into the true. priesthood. <laughs> yeah, and like, good point. Uh, you know, yeah, it's good to have a few kind of people, kind of with a trade in a family that big. I would say somebody mm. who's good in cars, maybe a doctor. A this family could have used a, dentist. a solicitor. Dentist. Um, they actually, it, from some of the reports, it sort of sounds like they had a solicitor just kind of on a retainer. He was described as the family lawyer, John Marston. But anyway, so when um, Ivan was a teenager, he was already in like residential kind of juvie sort of for theft and um, at 19 he got out of that and he immediately robbed a shop and um, he got 18 months for another B&E and um, but was released after just a month so that's great then he um, I presume like walked from the prison into a stolen car and um, that that actually finished him off got sentenced to two years 
Hard labour. That's it, Ivan. Two years of hard labour for you. We got out at 22 and immediately strolled back in for three years um, for a bit more robbing. And then in or the early 70s, got out after the three years and again, I'd say strolled into a car on the way home, picked up a couple of 18-year-old hitchhikers, sexually assaulted one of them, uh, was picked up again I presume he just took a long it was basically a long route back to the prison and uh, he was then so he was awaiting trial um, for that crime when he was then involved in a string of robberies and um, few few more of the brothers got involved in that kind of caper um, which is nice the family who robs together uh, stays together as that adage goes and um, well known saying well known saying um I've yeah, moving on. I was about to go side, but I'll stay stay in. <laughs> he was obviously not into going back to prison for once, and mm. um, so he decided to fake his own death. One of my faves, um, and fled to New Zealand for a year. Uh, came back, uh, <laughs> arrested again. Uh, but the robberies, the outstanding cases, so he had robberies, kidnap and rape, um, failed at trial. How? Why? I don't know how. I mean, trends have shown what? that Ivan is up to all kinds of fuckery. But anyway, the the family lawyer, just described as family lawyer, John Marsden, got him off. And um, that was when... And in a very unnerving turn that I wish somebody might have just said to themselves, not great idea. Uh, He was hired as a truck driver um, Mm. and Mm. uh, he was working for the Roads and Traffic Authority all over the whole uh, sort of state that he lived in. And he worked for them for 20 years. So... Well, I think now I know obviously position, he didn't put all the kind of robbings and rapings on his CV, but like if they're so well known, why wasn't anyone like don't do this? He literally scouts around for victims while he's driving around. Now you've given him a job of driving around with a kind of semblance of authority as somebody who's working for the roads and traffic, and now he's going to be able to kind of just two birds one stone day at the office on the roads and Bing a day at boss. his murderer and get paid office for it. looking for hitchhikers and yeah. get paid. So uh, that was like, that's a sort of a whistle stop tour through Ivan's uh, professional life, I guess we'll call it. Uh, personal life during that same period. Ivan, I don't know, I don't even know where he gets the time. But in the mid 70s, so I'll just, uh, I'll, just situate it in terms of his robbings and rapings and awaiting trial. Did I mention this case is so rough? Like, it's massive trigger warning all over it. Um, so okay. basically, it was just after he was arrested for those, but got off with the help of family lawyer John Marsden, that he married a 16-year-old girl who oh, um, was already pregnant by another Malat cousin. Classic Malat. Oh, dear. Not to, not to tar the whole family, but this is very on brand for them. So he married the 16-year-old girl like eight years later. So I guess he, maybe he wanted to just, yeah, just wait on that. So they got married in the early 80s and then they had a daughter themselves together. But then she left him a couple of years later because of his just Ivanness, I presume. Mm. Very mm. violent, absolute shitbag, that kind of thing. They divorced. During that time, again, Ivan just double jobbing basically at all times, whether it's, you know, the legwork for the murdering, his actual job or boning his sister, sister's in-law. Two sister-in-laws had affairs with Ivan. One had... What was so... Yeah. Why? Can you give us a visual of Ivan? What are we looking yeah, at here? Okay. Was he irresistible? I'm just like, who's going to play him? I would say, so I list, I watched obviously lots of interviews and one sister-in-law, Maureen, um, did say, she mentioned several times that he was quite muscular. 
muscular okay and, gotcha you know, we, I can see it I wouldn't say he's like overly like neck up maybe pfft, not much but like obviously torso yeah I'm just trying to Good I, he had a handlebar mustache some may find that irresistible Is, do people enjoy that red flag what'd you say do people enjoy the handlebar mustache aesthetic well I would Who's say in defense of the handle in defense of the handlebar I think there is much less beard rash rashage because it's just up top and it kind of is almost like it's almost like formed it's like a solid mm. entity whereas like the full gotcha. kind of like Craig David or the sort of stubbliness that'll just fucking burn the face right off you so apart from having to be seen in public with the handlebar I would say it's there's pros. Uh, I'm also going to just cast Ivan Milat. He's John Torturo in my book. Never. And he also kind of... Okay. The, the main picture they ever use of him is him just handlebar wearing some kind of like... Do you know those like... Are they called 10-gallon hats? Do you know those fucking massive ones? Yeah. Big. Kind of huge, cowboyish, but like, like really cowboy. big. Yeah. Wearing one of those just cradling the shotgun that's like as tall as him so i see it i'm on this picture very now right now just it just describes everything about him have i missed anything Cass? anything good mm. he's, li- he's in a room that like just i'd say the is shirt is a little to too eye. tight too tight shirt there's a lot of browns and beiges for one room there you might notice mm. okay so one of the sisters-in-law maureen who enjoyed the muscles had a daughter with ivan and Fair play to her husband, Boris, Ivan's brother. He raised the child as his own. Because he really wasn't a fan of Ivan. Well, that's uh, positive. So at this point, Ivan, who was uh, 16-year-old, soon-to-be, or future wife, left with their daughter. Someone else has taken another daughter away from him. This is all looking like sensible move away from Ivan (laughs) behaviour. Yes. Very sensible. Especially... As just a couple of years later, excuse me, killed his first backpack. Um, <laughs> just had a run in with a backpack and he couldn't let it die. <laughs> the first two backpacks were discovered in a forest near where the Milans oh lived. So, when are we talking here? Are we in the 70s, 80s? Now we're in we're the, the early okay, 90s. So, so like he was a teenager all through the 70s and he was working with the uh, Rhodes Authority from like mid 70s on right up until his arrest in like the early 90s. So, oh um, yeah, basically two runners discovered concealed corpses while out orienteering. And I do feel for them because it's such a wholesome activity. It is. And like, very boring, really, it is begging thing. the universe to place a corpse in your path just to fuck with you. Well, it's good to spice it up a little bit with the Do you know what I went? Like, what are they out looking for? <laughs> well, beyond when you do it in Carlingford and there's like treasure hidden, like just actual boring orient- adult orienteering. What, that, I know, what and is this that? is the days before the geocache. Geocaching. Yeah. Do you remember that? That was like yes. the mini disc very brief came on the wind and drifted away again do people still not do that <laughs> probably they do bring it back a few, probably, but probably, probably a 10 of our listeners everywhere like, now when you go along you scan your phone you get some sort of um audio nude a nude takes a nude the joy and terror so anyway i went by the way on a side creep to find out statistically speaking how likely are you to find a corpse if you're a jogger because it's always them who would jog it's a terrible kind of, you know, unsaid You're definitely more likely to find Yeah, that's what I mean. Then be one. I'd t- put oh, it that that's way. That's positive. That's true. Absolutely right, actually, because obviously you've got the conditioning to flee a murderer. True. You're already in motion. You're in good physical and as long shape. As you... So this guy, Ivan, was... So, okay, two bodies of women found. Yeah, okay. So they oh, were God, two British them. tourists... Um, they oh had last been seen alive four months earlier, right? Um, thumbing rides to Adelaide. Um, they had been sexually assaulted, um, mm. gagged, stabbed, shot. 
Jesus and shot Christ. so many times in the head. Ugh. Okay, so absolute rage attack. Next thing, very close by, two more corpses. Um, oh my Shallow God. grave. They found the skeletal or skeletal remains of um, a, a man and a woman, Australian backpackers this time. They were both 19. Sorry, the first victims were Caroline Clark and Joanne Walters, 21 and 22, respectively. And the second, James Gibson and Deborah Everest, two 19-year-olds. And um, do you know what? They'd been on the way to a conservation festival. So they were good people. Um, And they'd been missing since 1989. So they'd actually been missing three years. Imagine their families. Jesus. Um, so so I've been ditched all of these people in the same spot. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Like all in this stretch of forest called the Belanglo. Belanglo Forest. Um, that was literally like, oh, I think it was like on a work route for him. Fucking. Mm. Um, so then the next thing they found the remains of a woman called Simone Schmidl. And she was 21, German, had disappeared a year previously, last seen hitchhiking to Melbourne. Um, again, like every single victim had the same horrific wounds. Like the extent cannot be overstated. It was just barbaric stuff. Um, there was two more um, German tourists were the next bodies discovered. 21-year-old Gabor Nojbauer and 20-year-old Anja Habshield, Habshid, who were found um, again nearly a year after they'd last been seen hitchhiking to Darwin. They'd vanished without a trace. They had every one of them. So hang on. Had all, yeah. Ha- had the alarm not been raised? I think that it's like, so in some of these cases, we're looking at like, large stretches of of distance here because say oh. some of them were hitchhiking to darwin some were hitchhiking like some were last seen in like major cities that yeah. weren't close by and then like there was not an easy it wasn't easy to trace their trajectory from that city and some of them and presumably because they were on traveling it would be a long time before they would even be reported missing potentially that's it because there wouldn't be the contact that there is now exactly you know? and also like some of them had possessions and belongings found in areas as much as like 120 kilometers away so it could be that Milat, not sure took some things and scattered them to throw people off. Gotcha. Um, mm. Very possibly. Now, it's weird though, because I actually don't think he gave any shit about anything. So in a way, it's like I can't actually picture him doing that in many ways, because like the arrogance of this guy. But it is, maybe he did. And so the last uh, woman there, um, Anya Habsteed, was actually decapitated. And Jesus her head Christ. was hell. Yeah, her head was missing. And this now is the last like of the like seriously hard to take facts. All of the victims, so they all shared all of the same kind of stab wounds. They so many of them were shot so many times in their heads that people police believed that this murderer was like using the heads as like target practice after oh, the killings. Christ. Which is just, just if you actually sit with that image, it's so horrendous. They also, so yeah, it's it's like a frenzy rage, isn't it? Well, like, and I, then a fuck you. Who gives a shit about this anyway? It's, it's what a dangerous animal. Oh yeah, and then this, <clears throat> this is actually the the horrific bit. They'd all had their oh. spinal cord severed to Jesus. render them paralyzed. Oh. So oh, police Christ. kind of surmised Did he keep them alive that that this was potentially Ivan popping off, like not not like popping off, but like leaving to like just do, what do his bits in the middle of the murders. So the actual extent of the torture is just unfathomable. Okay, right. Right. During all of this, that he's was a going complete on. He's a, monster. He's a fucking Absolutely. monster. And he's no continuing redeeming qualities whatsoever. 
Yeah, and these... And he's going about his job still, day to day, like it ain't no thing. Well, exactly. Everyone in the family, just like Ivan, was grand. Uh, But also, very possible that, because Ivan was such a kind of, like, just consistently such a total prick, that maybe they just obviously saw no real difference in behaviour. Now... Well, maybe as well. He'd stayed out of prison for a stretch. So from their perspective, they were like, he must be on the straight and narrow. True, true. Right. And he'd fathered all those kids with his sister-in-law. <laughs> sisters-in-law. Yeah. Anyway, um, he did actually tell one of the sisters-in-law, um, Maureen, again, muscle-loving Maureen, that um, so when the missing backpackers had shown up, he said to her, oh, they were hitchhiking. And they shouldn't do it because there could be rat bags like me on the roads. And the How thing that I think really fucked up is that Maureen, and I'm not to ever put anything like this, like he's a monster. You know what I mean? This, it wasn't on her to like stop this. But at the same time, she actually knew about that incident of him and the two hitchhikers from back in the late 70s. So it is mad that she didn't. Mm-hmm connect the dots but well, also she was sounds like a scary man fucking terrifying you know that way and also she's kind of ensconced in this family that doesn't yeah like in-laws from hell i'd say mm, even though some trapped. of them seem nice boris definitely real nice guy came across great on the 60 minutes um so anyway then right 1993 they had a breakthrough in the case courtesy of british guy birmingham paul onions so, oh, Paul, TG, I, I literally have it in my notes. Paul Onions heard about the backpack murders. What is with me in the backpack murders? He was in, te- he was on on telly, but he was, and he was home in, in England. Uh, but obviously because some of the victims were English, there was a lot of coverage. And yes. anyway, he remembered that he had been um, hitchhiking in 1990 outside Sydney and a silver he's remember he remembered that it was a silver four-wheel drive truck nissan picked him up and the driver was like g'day i'm bill and about like four minutes into the journey bill stopped pulled a gun and declared it's a robbery mate and onions uh maybe a jogger himself ran for his life through the bush. Oh my God. It's fucking terror. Bullets were whizzing past his head. Fuck. And he actually managed to escape. And. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I was going to say, how the fuck would you remember that van details? But after hearing the experience, you're not going to forget any of this mm. Yeah. Like it actually turned out. So he called the police then in like 1993 and said, this happened. Uh, I remember the vehicle. I remember the handlebar mustache. Um, maybe be less conspicuous Ivan fucking gallon whatever that hat's called and the moustache and probably always shotgun in hand just like mm. accessory accessorize accessorize in a way it's a technique though isn't it to be just hiding in plain sight yeah or or truly it seems like he couldn't have given less of a shit he couldn't give less yeah. of a shit I think yeah it's just so yeah I'd say the arrogance especially because of when we think of all the crimes he committed in his early life and really never any exactly. lasting uh you know punishment or yeah exactly kind of any kind of writing your behavior and in fairness to paul onions he actually phoned that in at the time but because it was 1990 and they just you know they didn't have it in their heads or anything that anything was going on yet the first victims were found the next year so it kind of just got lost i think so then what happened was they basically had the vehicle and they had a sketch now courtesy of paul onions Fair play, Paul. Paul Onions, what a hero. What a name, what a hero. Because the thing is, like, he, he, you could forgive a person for not doing anything in that particular circumstance. Something happened halfway across the world. It was an ongoing investigation. You got out of your situation safe and sound. You probably just want to forget about it. Totally. So many years had passed. But he didn't. Yeah, and he'd have to go back to Australia. He'd have to go through everything. But I suppose, yeah, I mean, obviously just the devastation. Seven people dead, like, oh. But anyway, the police, meanwhile, were also um, looking back at sex crimes in the area. So it's actually great. Like, they definitely were really on it once they were on it, if you know what I mean. And uh, they found out that, uh, they they found out about Ivan's hitchhiking um, incident with the rape 
with the two women that mm. had survived. And they found in the files, they said that he had used the name Bill. Good eye. Um, oh. And they also found out then that Ivan, same guy from their file, um, had sold a truck, a uh, Nissan Silver four-wheel drive, right after the very first bodies were found. And um, so in 1994, um, a squad of 50 officers um, flew out to the property where uh, Milat was living with his girlfriend. They always manage it, don't they? These guys, it's never a problem to them. They can standards are just on the floor. Um, (laughs) So they found him in bed and they found in the house firearms linked to the murders, camping gear stolen from the victims, a sword Backpacks. reportedly used to behead the poor a- An- Anya. A sword? A sword. Jesus fucking Christ. They're not they actually found the sword. Like... Not even caring. I mean, imagine living with Ivan and hearing about all the backpack murderers and being like, those backpacks were killed with swords and... Where did this camping gear come from? And the shotguns? No shit's given here. Um, he, oh yeah, the shot, the sword was actually found at his mother's house. Which is just, for some reason I'm just like, Ivan. Classic Ivan. Could you get any grimmer? Like, ugh. Anyway, um, they formally charged him with seven counts of murder. Plus the attack on Paul Onions. Various weapons charges. They didn't hold back. The trial lasted four months. Uh, classy Ivan move um, tried to drag his own brothers into it um, claiming that they'd been involved there was really I don't think any ever sense that this, this was true and Boris the other brother who had raised Ivan's daughter um, like confirmed that and basically was like nah nah mate Richie and Wally are good guys um, so Ivan got six life sentences Six-year term for the attempted murder of Paul Onions. Delighted for him. Yay. Day one in prison. Rot. Ivan was savagely beaten. Fabulous. Fabulous. All of his appeals were denied in the years Lovely. following. You are, he was never getting out. Then, sick making, in 2006, Ivan was discovered to have a TV and a toaster in his cell. Who fucking gave that to now, him? Now, let me ask you. You have to pick between a telly and a toaster. What are you going to pick? Interesting. A toaster. Uh, there's a lot of follow-on questions. You'd pick a toaster. I'm in for toaster. Oh, I think maybe, because the television's just reminding you of the, all the things you don't have. Yeah. Like the outside world. Yeah. Toaster it is. Also, think of it this way, right? Do you know the way toast... If you smell toast, you need toast yourself. So imagine somebody in a cell across the way had a toaster, and you you were constantly smelling toast. You were having a stroke. Yeah. (laughs) No, you just constantly want a toast. Toast is the yawn of the food world. If you see someone else having it, It you must have it as well. Okay. Also, though, it must be said, some accounts describe it as a sandwich maker, which changes things somewhat. (laughs) In and that then instance, what happened? Yeah, okay, then, sorry. Um, it, was always, is he, he, I need him to be savagely beaten more. More, okay, well, hang on. You'll enjoy this. He was always up to shite in prison. Um, I'd say unbearable sharing a cell with Ivan. Uh, in 2009, he cut off his little finger with a plastic knife. Jesus Christ. Why? I mean, it's akin, akin to dismembering with a spork. Um, he wanted to mail it to the High Court of Australia to force an appeal. This did not work. Gosh. Wonderful. Ah. Um, I mean, it's... Um, why would that ever work? I Strange. Ah, we've got this finger in this envelope. This changes everything. everything. This guy really means business about the appeal. Let's let him out. Um, he... They did... They actually looked into reattaching his finger, which I'm like, what? Your priorities are all off. He cut that finger off. No, don't, why would he's they, not allowed to have a back. Yeah. Anyway, they decided it wasn't going to work. 
then uh, another time he swallowed loads of razor blade staples and other metal objects again I couldn't be happier for him and oh. um, in 2011 he went on a nine day hunger strike um, also known as a master cleanse I pr- lost <laughs> I presume- 25 kilos was trying aim- to get a playstation he was trying to get a playstation yeah did he was he proclaiming his innocence throughout this whole time i think so like with the appeals and stuff yeah like i think he's like vaguely you got the wrong guy i'm Mm. the backpack murderer not (laughs) Not the backpacker murderer (laughs) just a side note by the way on the master cleanse maintenance phase their episode about the master cleanse is the fucking funniest thing what ever. What the fuck is a master cleanse? Oh, exactly. You need to go listen to Mention's Face to discover it. It's so good. Their episode of Master Cleanse made me want to do a creep dive of the master cleanse and rip them off completely. But then I said, let's not. Let's <laughs> not do that. Okay, so a new show actually has literally just come out. I have not watched a even scrap of it. Uh, it's called Ivan Millette's Buried Secrets and it proposes that there could be as many, many as 20 more victims. I said, oh that's God. enough now for me today. Right now, I'm not going to look into that. However, yeah, thanks, I do Ivan. have a very horrific Jerry, kind of Jerry Springer thought of the day sort of way to wrap us up here. Oh, go on. Um, if anyone wants to just get even lower and then we're nice and low for Jen to take us up. Ivan's nephew, Matthew, He was born the year Ivan was caught, went on in 2010 to murder his childhood best friend with a double-headed axe. Oh dear. Um, It was said that his friend David's final minutes were filled with horror and unimaginable torment. Um, Matthews uh, was sentenced to 43 years. Uh, he had a little friend who got 22 years he was there apparently very strongly influenced by Matthew Um, they actually committed the murder in the same state forest where Ivan had dumped all of the poor backpackers bodies wow Um, wow now this is not in any way victim blaming but I know the last place I'd ever want to go with Matthew Milat is that forest yeah Um. But anyway, uh, God, that's a bleak kind of town there in Australia. And the the guys, Matthew and his friend, did plead guilty. uh, But mainly, I think, because they just had this whole audio recording of the murder and the 15 minutes leading up to it. And... uh, to say it is chilling is an understatement according to the judge Uh, extremely distressing material she described it Um, you can say you can hear cries of agony Um, it was just horrendous Um, also I don't know like this definitely compounds on how horrendous the story is Matthew writes poetry Um, one entitled they all do yes killer looks oh wait killer looks and on evil side. Um, he, I've got a few quotes. Shelter you will need to seek. So terrified you can hardly speak. Do like a rhyme. Oh, I'm not phased by blood of screams. Nothing I do will haunt my dreams. This sounds like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Very. Well, thank God, Cassie, for that Cassie, Cassie, classic Cassie reaction. Because that's the end of the horror. Oh, lovely. And you gave us a little titter. Jesus. I'm sorry I did Lovely, that to you Sophie. All. I loved the backpack horror story. Thank you for that. And uh, very well told. I feel I feel like you glazed over all the gore in a wonderful way. Yeah, tried you to. did. You yeah. did. I'm glad everyone In the dead. creep way. Please we did. always try to, you know. Jen. <laughs> you know. What did you, what sorry, did you I, say? I can't believe. You're... I just said I'm glad everyone's dead. But what I meant was Ivan. I'm glad he's dead, yeah. which he is now. I he just is. made sure he was. Oh, yeah. He's gone and everyone is safe. Okay, you want to come back to the past with me? Yes, Get into yes. my safety uh, speed time travel machine. Put on your seatbelt 
And we're whizzing back to May 26, 1828. And guess where we are? Nuremberg. And if you look to your right-hand side, you'll see a very small gentleman. Looks to be maybe 16, 17. Something slightly unusual about this man. It is, in fact, Casper Hauser. Ever heard of that? Not at all. Of course. Well... This guy, you could say, is the original, uh, what's her name? Post office missing girl. Madame Ooh. McCann. Samantha as a party. No, Samantha as a party. But uh, it's not Samantha. This is years ago. This guy's Casper. So we're in Germany, right? So here we are. A shoemaker discovers a young man wandering the streets, wearing ragged clothing and acting suspiciously. Casper claimed he had lived the majority of his life in a tiny dark room alone. His only distractions were wooden toys and an unidentified man who brought him food and water. And oh, this uh, this unidentified man reportedly taught him the alphabet and how to walk. Okay, mm. so according to Casper, so the, the bare minimum six, of pandemic homes, the bare minimum, basically. absolutely. And it was all sounding horrific, but just something off about it at the same time, you know? So according to Casper, the room was seven or six feet long, four feet wide, ceiling only five feet tall, and there was two small windows that were kept shuttered and a shitty straw bed to sleep on. But as far as he could remember, it was complete darkness almost. So when he entered civilization, he was carrying two letters. They explained that the boy had entered his captor, his captor's life as... Okay, one letter explained that the boy had entered uh, this person's life as a child for most of his imprisonment. Cap- this, this is what the letter said. Casper uh, was banned from leaving his home, um, but he was released and in order for him to join the military, right? Confusing letter. And, uh, <laughs> and his second letter, seemingly from a poor labourer. 16 was when uh, they okay. kind of estimated his age to be when the, he was found. Second letter, uh, seemingly from a poor laborer who said he started taking, okay, taking ca- care of Casper when he was a baby. So he had two letters from people who had taken care of him at separate sections of his life. Uh, and one contained a note from his mother, allegedly, who explained Casper's father was a cavalry officer who had died and she had to give him away. She was too poor to look after him. But everything smelt off about these letters. Uh, they definitely seemed fabricated mm. and convoluted. And uh, especially because it was later determined they were both written by the same person. Casper. So mm, Casper we think himself. allegedly. Ooh. Casper also allegedly possessed a handkerchief with his initials on. Yeah. So he allegedly possessed a handkerchief with his his initials on, prayer beads, a key to nowhere, and an envelope full of gold dust. Oh, I, I love that touch. About it. Yes. So it was kind of a, like an... So then there was like suggestion there that he might have come from some form of wealth or might have been a sort of... A, you know, a royal family member whose mere existence threatened the monarch, uh, maybe like an illegitimate child that had to be hidden away. However, uh, just five years after Casper allegedly came out of confinement, he passed from... Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway, let me just go back, right? So authorities were trying to figure out what the shite to do with this young guy. So he he had few emotions... He was pretty bad at walking. He was only about four foot one in height, but he had he had incredibly brilliant handwriting. He could write and write no problem at all. He also had this amazing ability to see in the dark, oh. which everyone was amazed by, which I think lend, lended itself to his, you know, might have proven that he did spend a lot of time in darkness. Um, and he was especially good at being alone. He wanted to be alone and he would smile to himself. Anyway, look, the question was, was he faking this previous life? 
and nobody could get a fucking answer. The other thing he had was uh, a little scar of inoculation, right? He'd had a vaccine and back then only the really well-off people had vaccines. So people were all over him. They were like, what's the story here? And of course, because it was the 1800s, they decided that he was magic (laughs) and could also Uh. tell the future. Right? Yes. Anyway, Casper was pretty strange on all accounts, but definitely was able to communicate via writing. And so he was able to kind of have a pretty okay life for himself and make money with his fake fortune telling, etc., etc. Then things got a bit boring. So uh, Casper, it looked like, just tried to spice things up uh, by faking three attempts on his life. So... Okay. <laughs> First I attempt. Things, do you know what happened? I'd I'm say. so important. Things quietened being down. Attempted murdered. <laughs> That's it. I think things quietened down. He got a bit bored and he was like, do you know what? I need to spice shit up again. People are losing interests. It's time for a murder of myself. Love it. At so, least not hurting he, right. Else. First attempt. An assailant. That's true. That's true. So, first, first time, assailant left a light cut on Casper's forehead. Second time, he was <laughs> shot while sitting alone. And the third time, he took a knife to the chest while in a public garden. So, so he was getting more convincing with his attempt. bad luck. He was, but they were getting... People were starting to really and truly... I mean, Casper, really, just lead a boring life. So anyway, a lot, many chalked this up to exceedingly bad luck, while others believed Casper orchestrated the incidents, as I do. And as there were never any witnesses, and Casper was unable to identify his assailants, and later he admitted to it. So anyway... Uh, (laughs) so back to the so okay just as an aside Casper went on and everyone thought he was magic and blah 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 it was the 1800s and what was happening in the 1800s and it's shitty to look back and think aren't people from the past stupid but of course they're not there's things we do now that people will look back and say cacao what a load of shit (laughs) and uh, one of those things from the past is this idea of animal magnetism so during Casper's life, he was, you know, looked up and down and in and out. And there was various things he was diagnosed with. There was societal dwarfism was what he was diagnosed with. He, uh, but he they, they, they determined that he was certainly had, had some level of abuse as a child. And this is, might have led to his current condition. But one of the things that they really hung their hat on was the fact that Casper was suffering from an overdose of animal magnetism. You heard me. So during the time, uh, in same time, so in the kind of late 1700s, early 1800s, something was happening in France. And that thing was, and basically loads of shit thing. If you were poor, you were in the shit. But if you were Marie Antoinette, you were having these lavish, incredible parties. Money was flying everywhere. And uh, and at then, they were like the swing in 1700s. Um, a certain doctor by the name of Mesmer developed a grand theory. And this was the theory of animal magnetism. Is my internet breaking up, lads? No, no, it's okay. A little bit, but it's all good. A little bit. The recording should be okay. Anyway, right? So Mesmer uh, developed this theory, right? Insofar as one can find coherence in his... Anyway, here's the theory. He claimed that a single and subtle fluid pervaded the universe, uniting and connecting all bodies, right? So this unifying fluid had different names depending on its context and the planets orbiting various things but basically this was animal magnetism so to remedy ma- magnetic imbalances and blockages mesmer and subsequent trained pr- practitioner or mesmerites as they were called treated patients in several different ways one-on-one session this is br- i think this, this is, is early, early homeopathy Scientology. <laughs> 
Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... Uh, you went harsher. He treated patients uh, in several different ways. One-on-one sessions, Mesmer would locate the magnetic poles on a person's body, something only he could do thanks to his unusually strong magnetism. Uh, he would then touch or hold or massage parts of the patient's body that contained those poles in order to discharge ac- excess energy and or restore balance, so often while staring deeply into the patient's eyes. Mm. So most of his patients were young, attractive females, just coincidentally. Mm. Um, I was about to say, sounds like every breast exam I've ever had. 100% lock on, lock on eye contact. So in some cases... I think I'm the one who's starting the eye contact, though. I sense. <laughs> but then it's hard to break because then yeah. whoever's performing the thing is like, this must be something she needs to get through this process. <laughs> anyway, in some cases, he'd prescribe his patients to drink magnetized water that contained iron filings mm. or pass magnets over their bodies. So... He, often, he also developed cost-effective group treatments, right, for writing personal magnetic imbalance en masse, right? Salon setting, Mesmer would instruct as many as 20 people to take a thin metal rod from a banquet or some sort of vat and uh, who, that was supposedly in magnetized water, uh, sometimes garnished with metal shavings. Mm. And she would pass... <laughs> it over the body poles whatever wherever they were and if the gathering were larger than 20 he'd loop a rope around uh from those who surrounded the banquet and uh, to others in the room then instruct the roped group to form a mesmeric chain by holding neighbor's left thumb between their own right thumb and forefinger thereby letting magnets letting yes magnetic impulses flow through the entire linked group right that is a creepy way to hold somebody's hand isn't it just picture it i know just pinched also i love the way he's built this as cost effective rather than like profit you know focus profit focus he was a good man mesmer because speaking of profit he was like the poor people there's many many others that need this treatment that they can't access it i can't get them all in this room i can't be holding everyone's thumb and forefinger in this way (laughs) so he very generously um report he magnetized a number of trees okay so that lower class sufferers of illness could touch them at their leisure and just discharge any surplus magnetism as and when so did it work i hear you ask sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't you know yourself it's a lot of these things can be in the mind Um, there was various sort of what looked like orgasmic treatments one-on-ones with mesmer Mm. or one of his mesmerites um and it sort of so it kind of trundled along through about you know a hundred years odd of this sort of thing until it was completely thrown out as absolute nonsense jibber jash uh jibber jabber and uh so that was the end of animal magnetism now it's gone on to sort of mean something else now yeah but that was that's the origin of the kind of theory and uh, I linked that very haphazardly to Casper. Casper went on and just, oh yeah, sorry, the last attempt at his life was in fact just an accidental suicide by himself. Oh, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Which is how he died, just to bring us back. Sorry, should have told you that at the end of the first bit. And uh, yes, didn't he? I think didn't he shoot himself accidentally in the side of the face? And right. that was the end of Casper. Fascinating. So we never got to the end of like who he was. Nobody really found out. He just lived and died, and just you know suffered from a great deal of animal magnetism. And uh, <laughs> that's just the way it goes sometimes for some people. And I that feel wraps like our show today. That's it. That's been <laughs> it. Thank that's you. It. That was a wild ride. From Bing backpacks bang, bash. to very sort of diminutive men with a kind of a yes. strong allure. That's what I understand agno- animal allure. magnetism to be. Kind of like a people are drawn to you. People, Yes, absolutely. Whatnot. I don't know where it got sort of mixed up in its definition. Mm. I must get back to you on that. Probably because people were so drawn to research. Mesmerizer. This particular... 
Yes, mesmer. Absolutely. Mm. Mesmer magnetizing. Anyway, look, magnets are magic. No one knows how they work. So it's obvious that I <laughs> got confused there. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Right, you're listening to this on Tuesday. Our live Zoom show for the patrons is tomorrow night, Wednesday, 7.30. Check your emails. You'll get the link there. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see it in a box. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.